Hey everyone, welcome back to BioNexus Health podcast series. Today I decided to do something a little bit different. Um, you know, most of us patients who've been exposed to biological toxins could be from bacteria, viruses, parasites, um, mold exposure, autism. So this applies to everyone in the BioNexus family, and of course, everyone, those who are watching. Today, I wanted to talk about SIRS, which is another name for biotoxin illness. It's uh, SIRS stands for Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome. So that is the scientific term uh, that will be explained. And um, I'd like to go in depth with it a little bit as well, you know, just keeping things simple, but still giving you guys um, a good explanation. A reason being most of us get so preoccupied with the, our day-to-day -day life, our symptoms, managing our symptoms, trying to function and put in a productive day. Uh, for those who have special needs children, the same applies even more so, in fact, you know, we get so focused on symptoms that when is my child going to feel better? When are the symptoms going to go away? When do we see language? You know, with all of this going on, swirling actually in our mind, um, we often forget to take a step back and think about what actually is going on in the body. You know, there is... Um, there are conditions that are auto-inflammatory, like CIRS, like it says, you know, chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Now, where is this chronic inflammation coming from? What is this response? Who is responding? And how does this syndrome happen? Right? CIRS or biotoxin illness, mold biotoxin illness. Let's briefly revisit. So it stays fresh in our minds as we navigate through the BioNexus protocol. And as you know, each one of you has a fully customized, individualized protocol that addresses everything that we found evidence of in your individual labs and genetics. Okay, so let's take a look at biotoxin illness or SIRS. Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodie A. Darshaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician, and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw. So your immune system, we have two halves, broadly speaking. One is your innate immune system. That is the one that you're born with, inborn. And the other is your acquired immune system or adaptive immunity. Now acquired, as the name suggests, is it's immunity that is acquired. One easy example would be once you get chickenpox, you acquire immunity to chickenpox after that, don't you? So that is what acquired immune system is. You know, it learns, it has its functions. Um, it produces antibodies, all right? So your innate and your acquired immune system. Now, many of us are born with 
genetically, with being genetically predisposed to mold exposure, to, to exposure to um, biotoxins and not being able to do much about it. Okay, usually what happens is anytime there is any invader that enters the body, you know, it could be, could be an environmental toxin like mold, could be bacteria like Lyme disease, could be a virus like parvo, cytomegalo, HHV6, Epstein-Barr, of course. So these are uh, environmental biological toxins that the immune system kind of, you know, jumps in. It's able to identify that, hey, we have an intruder. And the first response goes in. The first response with your innate immune system triggers your second response, which is your adaptive immune system. The adaptive immune system sends, develops, and sends antibodies to neutralize the intruder, or it identifies the uh, kind of biotoxin and the toxins are tagged for appropriate removal through your detox organs. Our detox organs are liver, kidneys, lymphatic system, your lungs, and the biggest detox organ is your skin. Okay, so that is a, a brief background. And now I'm gonna go back to Sherry. Remember I said, uh, some of us are genetically predisposed or genetically susceptible for mold biotoxin illness. How does that work? Let's let's take a look at it. So we have, you know, uh, 585 billion people. That would be 75% of the population is genetically not susceptible, not susceptible, okay? So what happens is for this 75% that is not susceptible, there is biotoxin exposure. The innate immune system is triggered, which in turn triggers. So the innate immune system is triggered. What is the function of the innate immunity? If that is your first response. It starts inflammation and other signals. And this is supposed to awaken or trigger your adaptive immune system. Because remember what I said, your adaptive immune system produces antibodies, is able to tag the toxins, is able to identify and tag the toxins for appropriate excretion from your body. So that's what happens. Your innate immune system awakens, first response. That in turn, through various mechanisms, triggers or awakens your adaptive immune system. And let me go down a little bit. Let me show you. Now, once awakened, sorry, once awakened, the innate immune system, what does it do? It binds the toxins. It binds the toxins, it uh, binds the bacteria, it handles any kind of 
an intruder that has entered your body. Now, the adaptive immune response removes toxins and intruders from your body. Okay. Now, the uh, slide says toxins because we are speaking mostly about mold, but remember that biological toxins also come from microbes, microbes, and microbes could be bacteria, viruses, parasites, yeasts, molds. Um, so keep that in mind, right? So that is what happens with 75% of the population, like approximately uh, 25 to 27% of the population, unfortunately, are genetically susceptible or genetically predisposed. Now that is 1.95 billion people, right? Now we know, you know, those watching this, we know what SIRS is, we know what mold biotoxin illness is, um, you know, and, and many of us are, have actually been through a lot and we have identified and we are treating but, you know, it is um, quite obvious that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people around the world that may not be aware that the symptoms that they are experiencing is actually biotoxin illness. Uh, we'll be discussing symptoms as well, right? So now let's first talk about what happens with the 25% of the population that is genetically predisposed or susceptible. Right. So once again, biotoxins exposure or uh, biotoxins enter your body, your system. And the first response, again, the innate immune system is triggered. Innate immune system is triggered. It produces an inflammatory response. Attempting to trigger your adaptive immune system, attempting to call for help. Now, what happens on this side of the coin is the adaptive immune system, due to genetic predisposition, HLADR is one of the labs we run, the adaptive immune fails to hear the innate immune system's call for help. And the result is the biotoxins remain in the body and the innate immune system blindly continues to generate inflammation. So that is why chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Now what happens is there is inflammation. Additionally, there's also biological toxins. Nothing has happened to the toxins. They haven't been tagged for removal, right? They haven't been detoxed yet because your body can't, can't identify what's going on. So these biological toxins freely roam the body from cell to cell. So not only do they cause damage to the immune system, but Many organ systems in the body are susceptible to damage because it's still, you know, it is still a toxin, right? It's a biotoxin. Mold is one example. The byproducts of mold, like volatile organic compounds, uh, 
the, the VOCs, right? Volatile organic compounds. Now the VOCs produced by mold, the VOCs produced by other bacteria that grow in the presence of the VOCs of mold, right? When, when you're living in a water damaged environment, that is conducive, that allows for growth of additional bacteria that otherwise would not grow. You know, nowadays there is testing available um, for things like actinomyces, streptomyces, endotoxins. So that's, that's what I'm referring to. So all in all, a water damaged or damp environment creates a lot of problems. All right, now, that is pretty much what this explains, right? Now the slide, okay. So we have the biotoxins roaming in the body from cell to cell, causing damage to various, first of all, to the immune system. And then after that, to various other systems in the body. SIRS or biotoxin illness is multi-system illness. So it causes system-wide inflammation, hence leading to multi-system illness. So it's not just multi-system, of course, it's multi-symptom. So systemic inflammation, chronic, ongoing, your innate immune system is stuck on repeat. And repeats what? Repeats inflammation, the inflammatory cycle. The uh, inflammatory chemicals and mediators are continuously produced. It can eventually lead to mast cell activation. It can lead to multiple chemical sensitivities and uh, a gamut of a lot of other issues, which I will be discussing, of course, right? So this is where we are at. 25% of the population genetically susceptible Biotoxins stay in the body, they cannot get detoxed, causes immune dysfunction, and that leads to systemic inflammation, multiple symptoms across multiple systems, including brain damage. Okay, there is damage to several nuclei in the gray matter in the brain, and the white matter can experience edema or swelling. So think about this for a moment, right? This is what we have identified through your labs or through your child's labs. And this is the magnitude of what we are trying to heal. So the biggest quality that is needed here, the, the biggest thought process that we all need to um, understand is this is going to require organized protocol, very structured. It's going to require due diligence and a lot of patience. Okay. And what does it require before all of that is understanding what's happening in your body. All right. Now, there are various stages. It, you know, it, it kept going to this slide, like, you know, it's like, all right, let's, let's go to this one now then. Okay. 
biotoxin illness has various stages. Now, this is not like, you know, um, cancer stages. Oh, my God, it's stage three. Nothing of that sort. This is just um, how the inflammatory cycle progresses. Okay. So stage one is the biotoxin effects where the biological toxin first enters the body. Stage two is where inflammation sets in in pro-inflammatory cytokines are released. Symptoms start. Stage three is reduced vascular endothelial growth factors. And I will discuss this in the next slide. It's best to show you what happens. Vascular endothelial growth factors impact uh, blood flow, oxygen delivery, nutrition, um, nutrition delivery to various systems. Stage four is immune effects, immune dysfunction. Stage five is low melanocyte stimulating hormone. So low melanocyte stimulating hormone predisposes your body to produce more inflammation. Now, melanocyte stimulating hormone is um, something that is very important for your, for sleep, for weight loss, for um, detox regulation, for regulating inflammation, for absorbing nutrients in the body, and your circadian rhythm. I said sleep, but additionally, your body's overall circadian rhythm. So when there is low MSH, one other thing that happens is that the bacteria become treatment resistant. They become superbugs. That's where it leads to stage six, that is resistant bacteria or marcons, multiple antibiotic resistant coagulase negative staph. This is why we do the nose testing, the sinus testing, the deep nasal swab to identify these resistant bacteria because these bacteria produce toxins that cause additional damage. I'll do um, a brief video on Marcons, but this is just uh, explaining the entire biotoxin illness, right? Now, low MSH, um, one important function of MSH, I, uh, I forgot to mention, was hormone regulation, endocrine regulation. It plays an important part. So number seven, stage seven, is pituitary hormone effects. Many of you may know that central regulation or brain regulation of your endocrine system, right? your thyroid, parathyroid, adrenals, um, your male hormones, female hormones, they all have a central regulation, correct? So that is what I mean by pituitary hormone effects. There is a, a tremendous hormonal imbalance that is created. So that can lead to symptoms like fatigue, can lead to symptoms like fertility issues, um, period problems, low testosterone, uh, susceptibility to infections. 
It can lead to increase in your recovery time, could be from exercise, could be from illness. And let's look at all of these in depth, shall we? All right, so these were the stages of biotoxin illness. Okay, now this is what happened. This is Dr. Shoemaker's biotoxin pathway. All right, so exposure to biotoxins, we spoke about this. Then there is upregulation of inflammatory pathways. Remember I said that your innate immune system is stuck on repeat, producing pro-inflammatory factors. Now what happens? There is impairment of nerve cell function. There is impairment of fat cell function. Many, many people uh, experience tremendous weight gain for no discernible reason. You know, assume, assuming that the person is unaware that there is, you know, dampness in the building or at home or at work and they are being exposed to biological toxins, mold, if they are not aware, uh, and that happens a lot you might find that you're gaining weight. You know, I've, I've got patients that will, um, will tell me, Dr. Deshore, I eat well. I'm eating healthy. I'm eating organic. I'm not eating any junk food. Um, you know, I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm detoxing. I'm trying to exercise. But I just keep gaining weight. Not only am I not losing weight, but I'm actually gaining more. And it is extremely depressing. It reduces your uh, daily productivity. Of course, you know, mood swings, um, food cravings. And then eventually, of course, it, it impacts your life, your family. But this is the root cause. This is where that can come from. Now then on the other hand, the opposite effect can also happen with the fat cell impairment. Many people start losing weight for no explainable reason. There, there is tremendous weight loss. So that, that would be um, the other side of the coin in this case. There's always two sides of a coin. Okay, then... Fat cell impairment leads to damaged leptin receptor, okay? Increased pro-inflammatory cytokine levels will lead to damaged leptin receptors. Leptin is what controls your uh, weight loss, weight gain. I promised I would keep it simple. So, you know, that is your satiety center. But... It controls weight loss, weight gain, your hunger pangs, your food cravings, and that gets damaged. Hypothalamus is affected as well. There is hormonal dysregulation and brain damage. Brain damage can occur in several nuclei. 
So there is atrophy, meaning several nuclei in the gray matter for all age groups now, and both the sexes, male and female, and you know, I guess all the other sexes out there nowadays, but uh, for everyone, let me put it that way. For everyone with the biotoxin illness, there is brain damage to several nuclei in the gray matter. They shrink or atrophy. And areas in the white matter swell up or get edema. Okay. Of course, you will experience inflammation-related symptoms. There is often and immune-related symptoms and restricted blood flow and lower oxygen levels, okay? Now, inflammation-related symptoms and immune system-related symptoms sometimes come together because it's happening in the same person, right? It's the same body. Now, what happens is often presents clinically like Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, when the organ system that is being targeted by inflammation and immune system, both together being dysregulated in the gut. That was one example, okay? Now, oftentimes the brain damage, the brain becomes uh, swollen or, you know, edematous or has edema the reduced oxygen levels, restricted blood flow, inflammation, immune system dysfunction, mitochondrial dysfunction. What does this start to sound like now? That's right, autism. It starts to sound like what research has found in children with autism, isn't it? That is why it is very important to evaluate correctly, run labs, and come up with an individualized protocol for each patient. All right, moving on. It doesn't end there, right? Because if it is not identified correctly, not treated, okay. So vascular, uh, sorry, vasoactive intestinal peptide, reduced MSH, these all uh, lead to additional symptoms. Let's, you know, AVP, let's move on to what happens next. Let me see if I can go to the very bottom without, oh, keeps going to the next slide. Hold on. Let me see if I can go to the very bottom. Okay, yes. So sleep disturbance, chronic pain, gastrointestinal problems, prolonged illness, meaning it takes longer to recover from normal everyday illnesses, you know, cough, cold, flu. Um, I've, I've got people that will, will say, you know, every time I get a cold or each time my child gets, gets a cold, it always goes to the chest. We end up with bronchitis. We, we end up having to do, you know, antibiotics for the child. Um, that, that's for one example of prolonged illness. Actually, let me explain a little bit more. Let's go back to sleep disturbance. Okay. So sleep disturbance, um, I will see 
difficulty falling asleep. I've had patients that that fall asleep at 1 a.m. in the morning and then they, you know, the entire um, daily routine or circadian rhythm is disturbed because breakfast is 1 p.m., you know, because they wake up late. Then there is uh, frequent awakenings middle of the night. Some of them even awake like four, five, six times. Um, I have a seven-month-old child who is a patient. He's waking up 22 times, 22 times. And the reason for that is tremendous amount of mold exposure in utero as well as after birth. And uh, there's obviously chronic pain, a lot of pain in his gut. He has developed a full body eczema, which comes, which is an inflammatory response. And it is um, very difficult for him to digest his food. And this poor kid, I mean, there are multiple symptoms right now. And but, you know, sleep disturbance is what I wanted to explain, wakes up 22 times. Um, you can experience issues with your bladder regulation. So frequency of urination increases throughout the day. Chronic pain. It could be muscles, could be joints, could be headaches, could be stomach pain, gut pain, different kinds of chronic pain. Gastrointestinal problems, leaky gut, Crohn's, colitis, a tremendous amount of food sensitivities. You know, you will see that a lot of foods are triggering various symptoms, um, but there is no, you know, there's no anaphylactic reaction like very high IgE response or you go to your allergy immunologist and you do the, uh, the finger prick testing or, you know, uh, they actually scratch a needle on the back to see uh, what you're truly allergic to, you might not find that, but there are food sensitivities. And many people are reduced to a very limited diet intake. That again can be, can be quite depressing. Or worse still, with a uh, false diagnosis of Crohn's, colitis, IBS-C, IBS-D, all right? Prolonged illness, I already explained. Resistant staph bacteria, Marcons, I've already explained that a little bit earlier. Uh, reduced sex hormones. Often I'll see estrogen dominance, tremendous uh, PMS symptoms, premenstrual symptoms, tremendous amount of pain and cramping, nausea. I mean, this is way above and beyond you know i've i've got the uh, i've got uh, the poor ladies non functional for the 3 to 4 days that they are going through their periods uh pcos is another symptom we see thyroid problems mostly hypothyroid hashimotos this is what chronic inflammation will do to your body remember it's inflammation, as well as at the same time, immune system symptoms or dysfunction. So that is where all of these come in. Low testosterone, low libido, 
early um, menopause symptoms come into play. So, you know, hot flashes. I mean, I had one lady, not to the shore, I'm 42 years old. Why am I experiencing perimenopausal symptoms? And then, you know, of course, I was able to give her an answer. She's doing well now. But just to give you an example, right? Changes in, um, I'm sorry about uh, a few typos in here, but I'll explain. Changes in, uh, in cortisol and other adrenal hormone levels. So that'll be your fatigue, your energy. Once again, your um, sex hormones come into play. Um, that gets affected. Reduced antidiuretic hormone, also known as vasopressin. Okay, so you experience frequent, uh, frequent urination. Some children, um, urinate every hour, you know, and uh, one of the excuses that, uh, uh, not excuses, you know, one, one of the justifications that I'll hear is, oh, I drink a lot of water as well. Good. You drink a lot of water. That doesn't mean it needs to go through you as soon as you drink some water, right? So the water is required to be absorbed intracellular so your cells can feel nourished and relaxed and hydrated. But uh, when there is ADH disturbance, that is where you will see um, frequency of urination. Okay, so I think, uh, hold on. So to make things a little bit clearer, there are um, 13 symptom clusters for mold biotoxin illness have been identified, okay? And usually we'll see eight plus clusters for adults, um, I mean, eight plus symptoms for adults and six plus symptoms for children. So here we go, right? These are the symptom clusters. You will see shortness of breath along with sinus congestion. Then you will see unusual skin sensitivity and uh, unexplained tingling, fatigue, memory impairment, decreased word finding, right? You know, again, many of us attribute this to, hey, I'm stressed, I'm getting older. Those are all just excuses that we are giving ourselves. We're kind of sweeping it under the rug. Um, you know, uh, a 30, 35, 40, 45 year old, there's no reason for memory impairment or decreased word finding. At any age, actually, if your body is healthy, you should be fine overall. Um, next symptom cluster would be abdominal pain, abdominal pain with diarrhea and numbness in your extremities, fingertips, toes. Um, symptom cluster, another one is cough, excessive thirst, and overall brain fog confusion. Another symptom cluster is joint pain with morning stiffness and muscle cramps. Okay, another symptom cluster is static shocks along with vertigo. Appetite swings 
irregular body temperature, increased urinary frequency. Appetite, mood swings, but that's, that's a whole way, hold on, sorry, that's a whole other symptom cluster. All right, so appetite swings, irregular body temperature, uh, irregular body temperature regulation, always either too hot or too cold, increased urinary frequency. Okay, feeling weak, inability to retain new information. You're reading a book, you lose track, you have to go back, reread what you read so that you can connect to what's on this page. One example, aches and pains, headaches, light sensitivity. Often I find light and sound sensitivity. Another symptom cluster would be tearing of eyes, feeling of disorientation, and um, um, feeling a metallic taste in your mouth. Okay, now, red eyes, blurry vision, night sweats, mood swings, and ice pick pain in the body. Okay, now why is this happening? At what point do all of these symptoms now, uh, do you want me to just hold here just for a second so you have a chance to take a look at it? Okay, now let's go to the next slide. Right, here's what happens. Toxic, it should actually be toxic overload, but this is how the toxic load on the body builds up, which leads to immune system being overwhelmed and your bucket overflows, okay? And what happens usually, what do most people do when, when the bucket overflows? Bucket overflowing means you start getting symptoms. So usually you go to your primary care, PCP, GP, pediatrician and, you know, pharmaceuticals are usually prescribed to suppress the symptoms. Pharmaceuticals are chemicals. They may trigger multiple chemical sensitivities in many patients with biotoxin illness. Chemicals can cause gastrointestinal damage, leaky gut. Okay, now let's look at some of the toxins that can jam up your system. Pharmaceuticals, outdoor toxins, pesticides, herbicides, indoor toxins, mold, um, any other indoor allergies that you may have. Remember, dust is food for mold. So many people that are allergic to dust and animal dander, animals as well, need to keep that in mind. Um, other environmental allergies would be like, you know, um, fresh paint, which contains a, a, a lot of volatile organic compounds. Uh, it could be a new car, the new car smells, that's additional VOCs. It could be old water damage that has now become infected with the microorganisms that are producing VOCs as well as endotoxins, right, which we are breathing in. So there are several environmental factors. 
Um, you could have, you know, so many sources in the house. Now that I guess calls for another video. I mean, you know, your uh, all the way from your child's pajamas can be toxic all the way to new furniture, the carpet. So I'll, I'll do um, a, a brief video on that as well. All right, diet, right? Um, anything processed, anything that comes in a box that's pre-cooked, pre-packaged, you know, many, many people just microwave food. So there are a, a lot of dietary factors that can create a lot of toxicity in the body. Uh, fried food, fast food, non-organic food. Moving on, personal care. Personal care items can also have a, a, a lot of toxins, right? You have, you know, petroleum products. So look at the ingredients that you're applying to your skin. Skin is your biggest organ. It is your uh, largest organ, your largest detox organ as well. In utero exposure, I've, I have um, a, a big multinational, uh, many countries uh, research study that, that was done. More than 230 patients around the world. And this, this was done uh, for special needs children in so many different countries around the world. And um, in utero exposure to biotoxins leads to symptoms and, you know, diagnoses like autism, spectrum disorders, sensory disorders, sensory integration issues. It can lead to ADHD-like symptoms, um, ADD, attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, oppositional defiant disorder, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. And we know that biotoxin illness also leads to PANS, PANDAS type issues in children. Don't forget that your uh, bucket of toxicity need to cast the net wider, right? You need to understand that when the body is in overwhelm, other factors come into play like childhood trauma, right? Childhood PTSD, toxic relationships, stress levels at work and home. What is your family dynamic? And overall, what is your self-image? Do you have the courage, the inner strength, the fortitude to be able to go through this or to be able to support a family member going through this? Okay, so that was um, a lot of information. I tried to make it as simple as possible. So hope that was helpful. And as always, you know, feel free to send questions. Um, remember to subscribe. And I will see you at the uh, next episode of the BioNexus Health Podcast. Until then, be well, keep smiling, take good care of each other. Namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, 
autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.